My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest is Michaela White. As the Executive Director for International Network of Children's Ministry, Michaela oversees and provides guidance for initiatives that both inspire and equip the Kidman community. For the past 11 years, she's had the privilege of working in both children's and family ministry. Prior to joining INCM, she served at a nonprofit children's ministry organization in a lot of different capacities like media production, digital strategy, conferences, partnership, and ministry program design, and I'm sure many, many more. (laughs) Michaela has a bachelor's degree in psychology with specializations in Christian counseling and life coaching from Liberty University. She is married to her best friend and childhood sweetheart, Stephen, and they have a blast raising their two sweet little boys. Michaela, welcome to Heroes for Her. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So, my sweet friend, I am excited that we get to just be on the phone and catch up today. How is your yes. summer going? Oh, it's good. You know, I feel like it's going fast, but in all of the best ways. Um, my my boys, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, you know, and they're just they're having so much fun outside this summer. I think they would live out there if I let them. So we're just having a blast enjoying summertime in Chicago because it's like the one season we get to be outside. <laughs> so. And you're originally from Chicago, right? And you, you live I, there yeah. now. So have you ever like moved away or did, did you just find like got really early, put your roots down in the Windy City? <laughs> it's so funny because when Stephen and I were first married, we were really like processing through and praying through um, this idea of moving to Colorado. He and I both had a couple of opportunities out there and we love Colorado. We honeymooned out there. It's just gorgeous. And um, it was really, really interesting. One evening we were at the dinner table and we just looked at each other and we're like, I think we're supposed to stay. Um, and it was like, since that moment, we've just never really had this desire to leave. And part of it, I think is it's home, but I think the other side of it is just our community. I think we knew whatever the Lord had in store for us, that we would need our community. And this is where everyone is. So our people are here. It's a, I mean, it's just a, it's just a wild place to live in terms of weather and so many other things, but we love it. We love this community. It's so funny that you live there. So back when Brent and I were dating, he was working like, you know, a job outside of ministry and just like the, you know, the normal marketplace. And he had an opportunity to move to Chicago. And I remember, I mean, we were dating at the time and we were looking for apartments and trying to figure out like the cool neighborhoods that we would live in. And Uh God just like violently slammed the door shut. Yeah. And we went, oh, okay, Lord, like, let's take a step back for a second. But yeah. I'm always interested to find out if just, if the weather is, is the disaster that it seems like it is, <laughs> or is it, I mean, in the summer months, I'm sure it's glorious. So being outside is probably amazing right now. I mean, seriously, this is the month where we all remember like why we love it here so much. Um, but to be honest, I think growing up here, this is just normal, like crazy winters are normal. And 
um, you know, it, it comes and goes. We'll have a couple of years where it's insane and it gets below zero almost every day. And then other winters where it's like, oh, that really wasn't that bad. So um, I think when you're born and raised here, the weather is just, it's normalized a little bit. But when you go to other places like San Diego, you're like, wow, this is like all year long. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you too, because I know, so born and raised Chicago, you've been there for your, your entire life. Your community is there. You're raising your family there. And that is really where your passion for kids ministry yeah. started yeah. right around the time of middle school. And I know you were involved in pretty much every aspect of your church's children's ministry, but yeah. I'd love for you to share you know, as you grew up, how did those experiences working in KidMid ignite this burning passion inside your heart to serve people who are serving kids and families inside the church community? Totally. Well, I mean, it actually, my mom was a children's ministry director at our small church, volunteer children's ministry director, and my dad was a volunteer youth leader. So, you know, just growing up, children's ministry and youth ministry were just a part of our family's life and rhythm and conversation. Um, and, you know, I was probably volunteering and helping in children's ministry earlier than I even realized. It was just fun getting to help mom, you know. And um, But I remember really distinctly approaching my middle school years of thinking, man, I wish, I wish there was someone who would help my mom. Like who would who would be able to help my mom and not just like other volunteers. I just had this sense that she needed something more like she needed an advocate. Um, and I and I think it's interesting how the Lord works, because it's actually in that moment that I think he was beginning to seed in my heart a desire to serve the global church in this in children's ministry leaders globally. Um, but I didn't even know what I was, what I was hoping for. I just wanted someone to help my mom. And, um, so I served in, I mean, Sunday school in bus ministry, VBS, um, all of the things cutting so much paper, (laughs) (laughs) cutting so much paper, preparing for the Sunday morning crafts. Um, and I think what I saw happen in children's ministry that just solidified my love for it was the ways that when Jesus said um, that you had to become like a child uh, to, to come to him, like you got, you get to see it. You get to see what faith looks like and, and beautifully simple and beautifully deep. And it doesn't matter that, you know, they're five, whether you're five or 50 coming to Jesus, coming to faith, that children get something about faith that um, we can easily forget as adults. Um, And so the ability to see little ones come to him and grow in intimacy and knowledge of who he is and love for him and desire to serve him. um, There is something so humbling about seeing a young child desiring to serve the king um and how much delight he takes in that um so i just and i really believe that the most um 
the most critical thing happening in our churches is happening in those rooms with those kids. Uh, so the leaders of that are really important to me. Um, they're on the front lines. Um, they believe so much more about kids than we could ever um, really drink in and sink and let that sink in. But their desire to see kids uh, come to know and love and serve Jesus is something that I've um just been passionate about since I was a young person. And then God invited me um, when I was 19. I was invited to um, take a full-time position at a in a nonprofit organization locally that serves children's ministry leaders globally. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I was, when I was young, like this is what I was thinking that my mom needed. Um, and, and then the Lord invited me into this beautiful organization called the International Network of Children's Ministry uh, about four and a half years ago. And, um, getting to just see on a global scale, the way that God is using children's ministry leaders to change the world, uh, is unbelievable. And, and just getting to run alongside them is the greatest joy of my life. I can't imagine doing anything else. Well, it's so cool that God confirmed it. Like you had this passion and initially ignited in all these different ways where you're serving and you're part of this church community and you're watching your mom and all of these yeah. different, I don't know, step like the conditions were the setup for, you know, you yes. stepping into that and creating, creating a way to engage with the marketplace yeah. and inside a profession that was mm -hmm. about strengthening and equipping these leaders. So Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, because I know as you've, as you come into INCM and your your role has kind of shifted and changed and grown over the last few years, what have you noticed about kids ministry in terms of, you know, you know the way that leaders can reach kids? What have you noticed as as sort of the journey you've personally and professionally taken in INCM? It is calling for for today's leaders inside the church. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's really not that much different from other areas of ministry and leadership. It's really easy to um, put the needs and the demands ahead of the of your own personal development and even your own personal discipleship, um, as shocking as that can sound. But in ministry, I think it's really common um, for there to be high demand um, and high capacity leaders in those positions and to forget how critical it is that we're constantly growing and constantly seeking Jesus personally for ourselves. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, this, the same issues that, you know, leaders that we look to and respect that are further down the road than us um, have said. One, one leader I really respect said, um, our, our fight is going to be to not overcomplicate this, and our fight is going to be to keep this simple, um, and that's to love God and to love others the ways that he's called us to. And so in children's ministry, you have a leader who feels immense pressure and has immense demands. They're not just managing ministry to children, but really to the entire family um, and responsible for so much and often having the greatest need for the most volunteers. And so you think about the pressure, the demands on time, the demands on resources, how easy it is for them to put themselves on the back burner of all of that. 
And so at INCM, you know, we desire to come alongside that and support them in that so that they can really run towards the calling God's placed on their lives, um, but also be equipped in it and supported in it and encouraged in it along the way. Um, And I think the best thing that our children can experience are parents and leaders who are who their lives are daily overwhelmed by the gospel and it's coming out in the way they're living. No, um, there, there's no replacement for them getting to see uh, a leader who knows what it's like to walk with Jesus face to face. That's so good. I, um, I'm remembering back to a conversation. I think it might've been the second or third one that you and I had after we connected on like the Bible bells, INCM front initially, you and I got to talking about your heart for women in ministry yes. leadership. And I feel like that's sort of where I want the conversation to go right now because that's the conversation that we are knee deep in. And I know it's one that you're yeah. supremely passionate about. So yeah. as far as coming alongside women who are in these ministry leadership roles, how do you see, I mean, not just the work at INCM, but as a whole church community, what do you see I don't know, in the future, as far as women in leadership, understanding that God's equipped them to lead from their design and how, I mean, how can we come alongside women to do that who are in these roles of of empowering and equipping the next generation of kids? Oh, man. Can this, like, be a couple hours long? Like, they were like... <laughs> um, You know, one of the things I would say I'm so encouraged by lately is I just, I feel like the conversation is being raised more and more around um, how important it is for, um, for us to really celebrate women in ministry leadership. And, um, you know, when I was walking through the halls of one of our events uh, four years ago, I was really struck just by the quantity of women <laughs> um, at the event. And, and I, you know, obviously it's, it's, I don't think it's any surprise that in children's ministry right now, um, about 80% of the leaders serving in children's ministry are women. And so I, I remember just thinking like, man, um, with the majority of these leaders being women who are serving kids and families, I would imagine that when they're sitting at the leadership table at the church, that they, but that they're then the minority. And, and it, it's true. I mean, conversation after conversation that I have with, with, um, leaders in, in ministry who are women, um, the struggles that they experience in terms of using their voice, even discovering their voice, um, advocating for their area of ministry, advocating for their leadership um, and what they need. Um, just the, the uniqueness of that experience is, is uh, it's definitely a factor and it affects uh, whether we really want to admit or not, it does affect, you know, the outcome of that ministry. And so, you know, we realized to equip them for the practical side of children's ministry is really important, but we also have to equip them for what it means to be uh, a woman in ministry leadership and the unique experience of their discipleship journey and their leadership journey and their, their multiple roles and hats that they're wearing. Um, and so that's a that's a huge desire of ours to be able to serve um, not just in uh, the practical sides of the ins and outs of children's ministry, but to equip these women to be able to really be a voice for the most vulnerable 
uh, members of their community who can't really advocate for themselves yet. Um, and so these these are incredible leaders. And what I see happening in our community, especially, are women beginning to step into their roles as leaders and really being able to see um, the leadership gifts that God has entrusted to them. And uh, using their voice uh, to be able to really elevate the conversation of the entire church around the discipleship of kids and families. And what I see that doing for the future of the church at large, it's a, it's a game changer. So, um, yeah, so super passionate about serving these um, incredible leaders in, in ministry. And, and women especially, I think... Um, you know, one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot is how critical it is for um, the young women, the little girls um, growing up in our church community to see that, to be able to see um, what they what what it looks like for a woman in ministry leadership to lead and to serve God and to serve others and use her gifts and what that's going to do in the heart of that young woman. Um, it changes everything. See, I love the timing of this conversation, too, because very recently, I mean, you've had a lot of roles in serving kids and families over the last yeah. several years, but you very recently accepted the role of executive director yeah. for INCM. So I'm, I'm in your new, you know, in your new capacity and in your new role as the leader of the organization, I'm wondering how your personal perspective on maybe even your own leadership has changed or grown or expanded? Like what's happened over the last even just short season that's revealed more of who God is to you? Because I feel like that's a big component of leadership is understanding, yes, we're here to influence, but really growing and strengthening our own relationship and walk with the Lord. So that's just, that was, that's what I wanted to ask you because things have changed and, and how has your own perspective on leadership Maybe not shifted, but just changed a bit. Sure. Um, oh goodness, that is a great question. Um, so I want to I want to tell you a story first that I think will set it up well. Um, I was at the pool with my son and my niece, and my niece is five, and there's a little kitty slide, and there's always a lifeguard at the kitty slide, and she, you know, lets the kids go, you know, one at a time and make sure that the other child has cleared it at the bottom, you know, so no one gets hurt. And um, something happened where that lifeguard had to leave the slide. And so all of the kids coming on the slide were now like it was a free for all, right? And so my niece gets up there and she sees the chaos that is ensuing. And she steps up to the front of the slide and she looks, she looks at the line. She puts her little leg out to block the slide, waits for the child at the bottom to clear, moves her leg, tells this child next in line to go, puts her legs out, blocks it so that they can go down. I mean, like she figured out the system and had these kids going down the slide one at a time, you know, and making sure that they were in, you know, a single file line. And she's five, you know, so and she's, <laughs> and she's like, she, and she, like this, this, um, one little boy was trying to cut in line and she told him that that was not going to fly and he had to get back in line. Like, I mean, she was, she just, she brought 
uh, a process to chaos. And it was funny because after about 15 minutes of watching my niece lifeguard, um, this other little girl comes up and says, can I have a turn? And my niece said, well, um, I'm not, I'm not done yet. I, I, I'm the lifeguard right now. And this little girl obviously persisted. And so I went up to her and I said, Hey, sweetheart, I am so proud of you. Um, and so encouraged by your amazing leadership skills. Like you stepped into this and you kept everyone safe. Everyone was able to have fun. You did an amazing job. But here's one of the most important things to keep in mind about leadership is that you have to make space for others to lead. And so it's this little girl's turn to lead. Can you give her a high five and come join us down in the pool? So she gave her a high five and came and joined us down in the pool. And I, I share that story because I think one of the things that um, I, you know, I loved about Anna's fiveness is that she wasn't afraid to step into a moment that needed her leadership, regardless of her size or her age. She just saw something happen that needed her to step in and serve the chaos so that it be, could become order. And, and then she also, you know, learned that allowing others to lead is one of the best parts about leadership, making space for others to follow. And honestly, like she paved the way for that little girl, she helped that little girl see herself in that moment as potentially a lifeguard. I think without Anna being up there, that little girl would probably not have tried, but because she saw Anna do it, she wanted to try. And so I just think about that story and how reflective it is of, you know, what it means to lead of the Lord gives us a gift to serve with. And we have to say yes and step into those moments and serve. And we have to make ways for others. And I think that's just that's been the beauty of this season is um, you know, there's obviously way more to the story and way more lessons learned along the way. Um, but I really just see this season as one of obedience where the Lord has asked for me to step up to the slide. And, um, and, and I'm also excited about the way that that makes space for other women, especially to be able to, um, to say yes as well, to, to be obedient and to lead um, where God calls them to lead. So um, it's been a really precious season and one where I've learned a lot about who my God is and who my community is and who I am in the middle of it. And it's been, it's been beautiful, beautiful, hard, amazing, exciting, and such a privilege, such a privilege. Um, as you shared that story, all I could think about was there are so many important lessons in this lifeguarding slide metaphor that maybe yes. it could become its own like INCM webinar oh, where that's you're a teaching good idea. through like modules of yeah. um, 45 lessons that I just picked out of that story. It's such a good story. And I love just like the pass on of the lifeguard legacy to the other girl and to right. empower her to know that like she's equipped to lead also and she needed that bravery yes. of like the person that came before her. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Um, anyway, my, my brain went to webinar and like teaching training tools. So I thought maybe we could call one. I don't know. We'll have to think of a cool name for it that has to do with water slides. And I mean, that's from 
from a five-year-old, right? Like there's so much we learn from children. And in that moment, I was just sitting there at the bottom with my arms crossed, looking up at my knees, thinking, this is how we, like, this is what leadership looks like. Like she's just, she is nailing it. And I was so, obviously so proud of her as her aunt, but then just also um, grateful for what that meant for the other little girls watching her. You know, it's, it's, a, a fun story, but I don't think I'll ever forget it. It was it was for sure a moment that taught me a lot. So powerful. I um, as we wrap up and we're I could seriously talk about women in leadership and just everything you're doing forever. Um, but I, I'm hoping that you'll tell everybody and a lot of us listening are parents and and champions of the next generation of girls specifically. But what in the next few months and in the next year does INCM have coming up in terms of resources and events and all of the things that you're working on? I would love for you to just yes. sort of unpack a little bit about the next, you know, six months, twelve months, what everything looks like for the work that you're doing. Yeah. Um, we've gotten so laser focused on our mission. I, um, I'm really just excited about what the Lord has been doing in our team and on our board um, and getting us all focused on making sure that our mission is being done in full. And so, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you'll see us moving towards is we are creating a true international network for children's ministry leaders, and we'll be rolling that out within the year. Um, so there's there's some exciting things coming with that. But immediately, like even next week on July 19th, we have a free online event. Um, it's called CPC Plus, and it's our like we're kind of like kids in a candy store. We really can't wait for January, which is when our children's pastors conferences, that's like our global event where a couple thousand children's ministry leaders all get together in Orlando, Florida for three days. Um, and so we just love that so much and we can't wait for it. So we're kind of having CPC in July. Um, and so that's our free online event next week. We are going to do a general session experience with Lisa Harper who we love um, and then a breakout experience with Melissa McDonald who is just one of the most phenomenal teachers um, I've ever been able to learn from um, and so she'll be leading a breakout and then we're going to be giving everyone like a behind the scenes tour of what's coming for CPC 19 um, so I'm kind of a I'm I'm a nerd I love like to, to read and learn and get all of the information and this is like the inside scoop so um, I hope that, that, you know, everyone's going to have fun with that. We're going to be giving away prizes, too. So it's a party. Um, so, But we do a lot of online training, online events. Uh, you can keep up to date with us by um, going on our website, incm.org, uh, and seeing uh, everything we have there. You can join our list so you can be notified of all the new things. Um, and then we also have a children's ministry certification program we do in partnership with Bethel Seminary called Engage. And. And this certificate is incredible. It has advanced standing at Bethel Seminary, so it, it has academic backing. And if you want to go on to complete your master's, you've already finished your first course. So um, it's just, it's like the creme de la creme of, of children's ministry training. It's amazing. Um, 
So yeah, we have certification programs. We're creating an online community network with uh, peer mentoring groups that will be forming um, online events, Children's Pastors Conference. Really, we just love to come alongside the community and support their connection to each other and to the Lord and to growing as leaders and disciples of Jesus. So um, those are some of the ways that we do that. Well, I could literally talk to you all day long about yes. everything you're working on, but unfortunately we have to wrap up and um, you and I will definitely connect offline though. Cause I, I yeah. am so excited about everything that you have going on. Um, but we do wrap up at the end of each episode. We do something called the scoop. It's okay. three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Obviously this podcast is called heroes for her. We love heroes. When you were a little girl, who was your hero? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, besides my mom, it was, uh, one of our camp directors who first spoke over me that I had vision and leadership gifts and literally changed the trajectory of my life. Second question. What is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way? Mm. Um, keep it simple. Focus on loving God and loving others. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? (gasps) Oh my goodness. Okay. Can I just express something that these are actually really hard for me because I never just have one favorite thing. (laughs) Um, like I always no woman ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's always like a list of three for me. Oh my goodness. Um, I guess it would be to fly because I love to travel and then I could do it for free. That's so good. And cost-effective. Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> for everybody listening, where is the best place for people to connect with you online and learn more about the work that you're doing, your passion, and um, everything going on in IATSEAM? Absolutely. I'm on all of the social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michaela White. Um, so easy to find there. And then if you go to incm.org and go to the staff page, my email is right there. So you can get in touch with me that way too. Michaela, thanks so much for being here. Just love you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let